This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, you don't know suffering. Plus, Biz returns from Bama, Teresa doesn't care what you think, and we talk to comedian and actress Kimmy Gatewood about Nanny's and her new mom sketch series, Milk Factory. Woo! Teresa, We're can back. I tell you how nice it is to be in this hot, stinky booth with you? It's the best. It's been like four weeks that yeah. we have physically been in the same room. Yeah. Oh. It's been way too long. Oh. This is really, like, so overdue. It Yes. Yeah. I, I feel the energy. <laughs> Me too. And smell the odors. That's right. Teresa. Yeah. How are you? I'm okay. Yeah, that's about what I expect. (laughs) But I have like a little mini rant that I feel like I just need to get off my chest. Well, that just sounds the opposite of everything we spend an hour and 15 minutes doing on the show. Go for it. Usually I never come in here with anything to rant about. Our show is always about the joys of parenting. Go ahead. Lay it on me. So... I'm really done with <laughs> parenting. Yeah. My children. My right. No, thankfully, no. I really like my kids right now, actually. We're yeah. kind of in like a good spot right now. Good. Don't Except jinx for it. like Oscar not sleeping last night. Anyways. <laughs> so, what I was going to say was, I'm really done with people acting like surprised and getting wide eyed and saying, wow, when they find out that my kids are in preschool. Like, basically, it's different degrees with each kid, yeah. right? So with Simon, Simon is almost four. He'll yeah. be four in a month. He goes to school five days a week, and okay. he goes from 9.30 to 4.30. Okay. Um. So to me, okay, yeah, five it's pretty days much a what full Katie, week. It's okay. what Katie Bell was doing. Right? Okay, so it's a full week. Yeah. But it's not like... um. You know, I'm. It's not like that's an amount of time that somebody would work a full work day. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if I was working a full normal work day, he would have to get dropped off at like 8 a.m. and get picked up at like six. six. Yeah. So, and even that, lots of people do that. Right. Like, lots of people at our school do that. I just happen to have a situation where I'm able to take him at 9:30. Right. And pick him up at 4:30, and it works great. And he's doing great. And it works great for me. Yeah. And I keep getting this, like, like, I get it out in the world sometimes when I'm out with Oscar. Uh And, like, somebody finds out that, like, I have an older child in preschool. And, oh, how old is he? And, oh, wow. Oh, he's in preschool. Wow. Well, they start him early. They start them early now. What the fuck are you talking to? And I'm like, what? I don't know. Just people. This happens a lot. I'm telling you a yeah, lot. All right. And I, I believe think you. Part of it is that people are weirded out that I'm like that I come off like I'm a stay-at-home mom right. with my baby. And so if you're staying home with one, so staying you might home, as well stay home with two. Not there. Because two is so fucking easy. And granted, <laughs> granted, like, well, and also I'm not gonna get all into like, well, with just right. Oscar, I'm able to get work done while he knows. Yeah, it doesn't like, matter. Well, it doesn't matter doesn't at matter. all. Right. Um, and I don't yeah, I'm not gonna get into my whole like personal situation with them and and plus <laughs> even if I wasn't part-time working I'd probably still have Simon in preschool right now because like, yeah hey here's the thing thank you Obama and all educators yeah. in the world all agree yeah. that you should start putting your kid yeah. in some sort of preschool at four sure. to get them ready 
Or, so they're not like or a, even younger. I mean, yeah. he's, whatever. He was in it at three, whatever. whatever. But like pre-K right. is a thing. Yes. So why are they looking at you crazy? I don't know. And like it's it could totally just be me that like Probably. like a guilt thing or something. <laughs> but also like I've noticed because Oscar now is going to be enrolling at Simon's yeah. school for the fall, and How he's going to start three days a week. Nice. And I don't. I'm going to take it slow. I'm going to see how it goes. I think it's going to be great. Yeah. Um. But I. But, you know, this was like the soonest they would t- they take him starting at age two and they and, you know, he doesn't have to be potty trained, nice. like whatever. But like I've definitely gotten people say like, wow, starting already? Like, oh, geez. Is- and and I don't know what like I don't. OK, I should just say fuck all of it. And also definitely nobody has said anything like, well, for the most part, nobody has said anything like, Wow, that's too young. Wow, you shouldn't be doing that or anything like but that. It it's, feels. it's a feeling I am getting. And so for that reason, I want to just be like, this is just in my head and like, <laughs> fuck it, because I know that right. I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. But it bugs me. It really, really bugs me, especially because I know that <laughs> I have this like situation where like even though I am like the primary caregiver for my kids I'm also like part-time working yeah. but it's like it is very flexible and I do have like kind of a nice setup compared to a lot of other people's situations right and I feel like I'm like I feel like we've got it going like pretty well and I feel like well you should feel horrible about it going pretty well horrible. you should, I feel, should horrible. feel horrible how dare you all right it, it doesn't you could insert anything into the thing that people are saying to yeah. you for yeah. like every person out there listening there's something about it because it, it makes you question like yeah. even the most positive comments can yeah. make you like question and we were just talking about this before the show about like that weird guilt of like things are actually going really okay and i feel bad yeah. telling people yeah that it's going okay totally you know and like cuz it doesn't matter what your situation is as as long as whatever you have set up is working for you. Right. I, 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 it's such a weird thing to run into, and I'm sorry you're running into it. And, you know, absolutely, we all know that, like, if part of it is just in our own brains, yeah. whatever it is, whatever, yeah. whether we think it's so good we don't deserve it, or, yeah. whether, or whether we actually feel bad that it's doing anything, that we've actually made a decision for our children. Right. When somebody confronts you on it. Even just saying, doesn't look like rain. You're like, right. whatever. Well, then I should have had my children outside. Right. You know, like, it just comes back to it, but it doesn't make it not super fucking annoying. Yeah. I, see, that's where I'm just like, well, I usually just do it because I'm tired of my kids. <laughs> yeah, because, again, it's just like, there's, like, this assumption that you have kids. It means that you're supposed to, like... Be with them twenty four hours a day. Well, I don't get it because I feel like I'm getting. In, I feel like I'm getting pressure on both sides. Yeah, like, I feel like people keep asking me, "Well, but what's going on like without kids? Like, what about your this? What about that? Like, what's yeah. going? On? Are you still practicing? Like, yeah. Law. I mean, people are asking me. All right, you're and then just at talking same, to crazy people. And then at the same time, like, oh wow, other people take care of your kids sometimes. Like, what the fuck do people think that I'm doing? Like, how would any of I that know. be possible? Possible. They think that you're failing as a mother, Teresa. Yes, and this they do. is this is the kindest way for them to point it out. Well, good rant. Thanks. I'm I am sorry. Thank you. You're welcome. That felt good. good. How are you? I'm fine. Uh, so I'm back from Alabama. That was a really long trip. That was like three yeah. weeks. We were gone. Uh, as many of you know, some serious sleep deprivation happened, which I'm gonna talk a little bit about later in our discussion. Um 
The end result is I I pretty much have very few memories of the trip. Like, I just can't remember, you know, but overall, it was good. (laughs) Katie Bell did, I'm just going to do a quick little story. Okay. Katie Bell wanted to do some summer camps while we were in Alabama. So she wanted to do like this gross out camp where you just are out in the woods all day picking up snakes and looking at bugs and like making art that looks like bird poop and stuff like that. So that's great. Mm -hmm. And then, so that was like a week. And then she wanted to do cheerleading. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I was like, well, no better place to learn cheerleading than Alabama. Let's go do that. Uh, Both camps are so proud of her. Both of them, she just, like, walked in and was like, let's do this. There was no, like, I mean, it's a little, like, I'm shy. And then two minutes later, she's in it to win it. She was the youngest in both of these classes, both of these camps. She just did a great job. The cheerleading camp. Uh, Hey, it was just great to be back in a area of the world where everybody understands the double name. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like people don't even question Katie Bell. No yeah. one just starts with Katie. Right. Everybody knows it's Katie Bell and the first girl we meet is Mary Grace. Yeah. And anyway, I said to the woman, one of the I instructors, it. I was like, oh, so nice to be back with you. She's like, oh, honey, more than not, do we have kids with double names yeah. here? Anyway, everybody's just it. like, ma'am, 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 ma'am. I said, Bring it. Anyway. So I was, in, I was at home. But anyway, so, okay, so one of the things they learned in cheerleading was a dance. And the very first day, we go to pick it up, and it's like me and Mary Grace's grandmother who's taken her. And we're like, oh, how are you? How was the first day of camp? It was great. We, you know, what did you learn? We learned to dance. Oh, how great. What did you learn the dance? You know, what are you dancing? And she was like, oh, we're, we're dancing to a song called Shut Up and Dance With Me. <laughs> to which me and the other, like the grandmother are yeah. both like, that is an interesting name of a song. Now, yeah. I know that everybody out there knows what this song is, but yeah. let's remember who I am. Right. Okay? I have never heard this song. Yeah. And either way, I'm like, really, of all the songs, I know. you're going to do Shut Up and Dance with a room full of five, six, and seven-year-olds? Anyway, so they're both like, Shut Up! It's Shut Up and Dance! Shut up. And like, yeah. me and the grandmother were like, well, that is, I'm sure, a very exciting song, but <laughs> neither of us really allow that word right. in our house. And yeah. we're like, oh, anyway, so the big takeaway is for like the last two weeks, she learned her dance. It's totally fine. Yeah. Um, but like she sings the song all the time. So like Aww. all I have to do is shut up and dance. With you. Shut up. She like really yeah. emphasizes the shut up word. Yeah. And so we keep going to other people's houses, like with kids. And she's like, I'm going to teach them. Like oh, they go off into another room to yeah. play and then they come out and they're like, we're going to do a show for you. And we're like, great. And like the first thing me and the other parent sees is my daughter teaching their child shut up yeah. overnight. It was just great. And I was just like, you're welcome, yeah. other other parents. You're welcome, grandparents. You're welcome, everybody we do this yeah. for. Just enjoy the word shut it's up. It's so amazing, too, because it's like you paid for that. I know. I paid and, like, you can't sh- stop. Like, it's over now. Yeah. It's done. That's out. Well, that is, oh, like, I, you can't, yeah, you can't it's now out be like, no, you can't. Bell, you can't sing it. Or like, no, you shouldn't teach it. I mean, you just, right, it's out. You just oh, go with it. And she just, like, in the course of these two camps, everything I was worried about, like, not teaching my child, yeah. she totally learned on her own. She was like, have you ever heard of Bloody Mary? I'm like, who's? talking about Bloody Mary Whoa, in the middle of day Mary. camp. Yeah. She's like, I think I saw blood on the stairs. I'm like, you probably did. Let's not talk about this after 5 p.m. She, like, learned, like, all these, like, you know, down by the banks of the hanky-panky and, like, uh, yeah. Michael Jackson really smells. Like, all this stuff. And I was just oh, like, God. Michael Jackson does not smell, Kate yeah. Bell. Um, and, like, <laughs> she just learned everything. Yeah. She learned everything in, like, one summer. So, totally oh, worth it. Camp is magical. I fucking love camp. Even day camp. Even day camp. It's oh. the best. Anyway, and because I don't love my child like you don't love yours, I'm right. sending her to another camp. Perfect. Starting on Monday. Great. For three weeks. Yeah. Goodbye. Wow, they start them that early. They do. Camp. At camp. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, so, 
great catching up. Fantastic. (laughs) Let's move into our topic, Mm -hmm. which I can't actually imagine spending too much time on because it's so specific to something I discovered about myself on this trip. Let's talk a little bit about suffering. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. Today, we're going to do something a little different. Um... Today, I'm just going to, I'm bringing to Teresa today sort of a profound discovery that I had (laughs) towards the end of this trip. And we feel a little bit like there's got to be something here in terms of a topic to share. So we're just going to go for it and see a little bit where the conversation takes us today, which is a little different than we sometimes do it. But here we go. Okay. So, Teresa, I was in Alabama. (laughs) And again, as I mentioned... Uh, Stefan left, uh, Stefan traveled down with us. And then after three days, he went back to California and Ellis's sleep just went off the rails like the very next day. And it was serious sleep. I mean, it was two weeks of him. It started out with him waking up earlier and earlier and earlier each day, all the way up until 3.30. Uh, Katie Bell and, and he were sharing the same room. So I couldn't like, it was like, it, if he was waking her up, she was coming to get in the bed. Mm-hmm. If I, you know, I was torn in this position of, do I go get him because right. it's going to wake her up? Do I not? Like, how much am yeah. I going to screw up? If we were home, I'd just let him scream it out. Yeah. Then he started waking up at like 11 and then would scream. I mean, like, usually we'd go in and change a diaper and put him back down. The first night I did that, he screamed until 110. Oh, my God. Like, screaming. And again, Katie Bell gets up, comes and gets in my bed. And then then he wakes up again at like three and then starts screaming for another hour. I will say that I started walking with him at 520 in the morning and Uh probably lost five pounds. (laughs) We were just like walking every fucking morning. So you would leave the house? We just leave the house at like five in the morning and go walk. Wow. Yeah. Um, So I was getting up at like three because even if I wasn't going to get him, I was up. awake. Yeah. Yeah. And like poor Katie Bell. So... Oh, she's fine. Yeah, like it, about like about like three or four days in, I yeah. started to really lose it. Yeah, like I was really, and then you're like, even though you're at your parents' house, it doesn't mean that your parenting stops. Like yeah. I felt like my kids were having, like we talked about last week, they were sort of having this overhyped reaction being there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was just like a lot of extra uh, down this, right. uh, um, and the days are really long. You're still trying to feel like it was just, it was actually more work. Than it was at home. Oh, way more. I'm you sure know? it was way more. And then there's like, you don't oh, have your whole routine. I don't have you the don't routine. Have all your stuff the same way. Like, it's just. It's just a different yeah. scenario. And no matter how much my, you know, parents are trying to help, Ellis is just like super clingy and like yeah. screaming. And it's one thing to like leave your kid screaming and then go out and like just know that it's going to sort itself out. But yeah. it's not like, okay, hold him while I cook this dinner. And you have to stand there listening to him hysterical while your mom tries to, you know, right. it just was like, and again, it's everybody's comfort. Like right. what's but the clinging was just like super increased. Yeah. So I just was, you know, he's biting, he was pinching. It was just like you name it. Yeah. It was like this really long, awful for me personally yeah. kind of experience. Now yeah. I just want to say 
the kids had a great time. My parents had a great time. And they, I did have a lot of nice moments in terms of watching them get together. And I mean, like, there were there were lots of nice things about it. But just okay. purely from mom right. mental We're talking biz, about the me. hard parenting part of this right. trip. Not like, we're not saying like you shouldn't have gone. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, I love like the that. trip. We're we'll like, totally do it again. Yeah. We're talking about <laughs> yeah. like what was hard. Right. Yeah. So they, it was like really intense. Yeah. And I was not well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm warning stuff. Did you get like depressed again? Yeah, I would say there's probably a little bit of like more anxiety, probably uh-huh. a little more anxiety than the. I mean, I was again prepared. Once it started happening, I was like able yeah. to pull into effect my things I needed to do to help uh-huh. uh, with the depression. But um, like anxiety and like uh, for me, anger. Yeah. And that's where this is going. Okay. So, Stefan, I know is coming. The last four days of the trip. So I know. So he brought you out there Mm -hmm. and then he came back at the end. Right. To help with the travel. Yeah. So I'm like, he's coming on Thursday. He's coming on Thursday. He's going to be able. I'm like, Stefan, I'm just, I'm stepping away. You're going to have to totally take over this. Right. So he comes, he gets in like late that night. And that was like, I didn't realize he was coming in that night. I thought he was coming earlier in the day. Mm -hmm. So it was again, it was like, oh, it's like one whole day before he comes. It's not as early as I wanted. It's really not well. And then, so he comes. We go to sleep. Ellis wakes up, at, you know, in the middle of the night. Uh-huh. Um, we don't go in. I, did, I actually went upstairs with Katie Bell uh-huh. uh, to another room, uh-huh. and we both slept together in a bed. But I could still hear Ellis because yeah. we were right over him. But Stefan just let him sleep, you know, cry it out, and then yeah. we got him up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Ellis sees Stefan that uh-huh. day. Super yeah. happy to have Stefan back. And that night, doesn't wake up. Sleeps until four. Uh-huh. Takes Didn't a nap. Did you say he took a nap? And he just took a nap the next yeah. day. Then the next day, he slept until five and then took a two and a half hour nap. Like basically oh, everything returned to normal. Yeah. And like the Once moment. Stephen got home. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I was going through his sleep regression, his yeah. teething. I think all of that was part of it. But also yeah. clearly, if, to me, in my brain. Okay. Yeah. So this is what I wanted to get to. Okay. In my brain, I'm like, why is he sleeping so great now that you're home? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Yeah. I really, Stefan's like, we were like having a really hard time syncing up that first two days. Yeah. But Stefan's back and he's like, I'm really trying. And I feel like I'm just getting met with you being really angry with me the whole time. Yeah. And I like, you know, like I, I would come to the room and I'd see him and Ellis like sitting on a chair. Yeah. Like enjoying each other's time. And it would <laughs> just make me furious. Uh-huh. It made me furious. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I don't know. I can't explain to you, Stefan, what's going on. Yeah. I know you're here and I know you're helping, but it's not enough. Yeah. And then it totally snapped for me. I was like, I want you to experience exactly what I experienced. I want you to suffer uh-huh. like I suffered. Yeah. <laughs> he just yeah. looked at me and I was like, I know that is the most irrational thing that I could say. But like this was so hard and it was so painful for me at times and it was so lonely for me at times and it was so difficult and stressful and like I was physically being harmed and I like mm-hmm. by my child and my sleep and it was just losing it. and yet I still have to push through and do all this work yeah. and like oh like I didn't get any breaks yeah and I want you to go you know you show up and you get to like step in and help but you still aren't helping and cleaning and cooking and bathing and you know because yeah. I'm here to pick up those extra things right you're not doing what I had to do and I want you to do it and I'm scared the only way I'll feel better it's for you to suffer like I suffered. Mm-hmm. And I know it's crazy. I don't know if it's that I, I, Because crazy, I feel like, and I, I want to just. But I'm not sure why. I know. Because yeah. like, here's the thing. I just want to say a little disclaimer. Yeah. Look, 
everybody's going to go through something in life that is physically, I mean, is mentally, physically, whatever, going to go through trials yeah. in their life that yeah. actually represent true suffering. Yeah. <laughs> but it is the word, which is why I know why that word holds such importance and why it's the only one I can, because there's something yeah. mean about it yeah. when, I, when I wish it upon him. Uh-huh. There's something... It's like pain. It's like pain. Yeah. It's it's sort of like, yeah. you you know, you can't know what I went through with my broken arm until you break your arm. Right. Give me the hammer. You right. know what I mean? Like Right. And we can talk about, yeah, I mean, I think when so we first started talking about this as a topic, like, initially, my only concern was like, oh, yeah, two white ladies in Los yeah. Angeles are going to sit together in and a talk room about and talk suffering. about suffering. Right. That's going to be great. Yeah, enjoy, um, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, but I want to say there is something about, I mean, there are all kinds of suffering Suffering. and also sleep deprivation is a specific kind of suffering that I don't think anyone can argue is not real suffering. Like, it's used as torture sometimes. (laughs) Like, I mean, literally sleep deprivation fucks with you. It fucks with you. And, um... So that is real. And we've talked about that a lot. But I think that that plays into this story, like, even maybe even more than, like, we might initially think. Because I think you're just at such a depleted state. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, when this happened with Stefan, you're already just so depleted. Yeah. That And you're angry. And it doesn't even mean that, like... That, like, yeah, I know you're saying it's not rational, but also, like, he's really the only one you can be angry at. Like, you can't be angry at your kids. Right. Can't be angry at your parents. Right. You might be angry at yourself one way or the other. Well, but, was, like, yeah, the but, only, the only like, place to put this is your partner. And he is your co-parenting partner. And if you feel that you have been suffering and he hasn't, right. well, I mean, it kind of makes sense that you would I know. I, like, I, in my head, you know, stepping back days after this trip is over, I sit there and I think, you know, he's there to help you. Uh-huh. And even if he d- would, him having gone through it, yeah, me putting him in this magical box, making him go through the same yeah. thing I went through, change anything about how I feel. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like what? But doesn't it, so uh, that is a good question. And yeah. then the, on the flip side of that, like, what if he went through something like that? Right. How that I... you didn't? Do, like, do you? Is there any feeling that is like a relief that like? He had, like, it, on the one hand, like, you had it so bad, he mm-hmm. kind of owes you. And that's, like, kind of a good place to be in a weird way. I right. know that's a really weird way of thinking of it. But, like, if you've been through this, like, horrible thing, you kind of, like, you kind of know that, like, he's the one who's not depleted. It's kind of up to him to, like, be helping you. Whereas, right. like, if you come into that situation and he's gone through all the same stuff yeah. or he's gone through, like, worse stuff, right. then you, like, really have to up your game. Yeah. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're saying. I, You know, I, I think I just go back to the fact that this is one of those... We, touched on this a little bit in baby daddy resentment mm. episode oh yeah you know like, I mean, this, a little bit of this, that. this yeah. plays into it a little bit where you're yeah. like no one's no one has it worse than me right no one has it but like right. i do think there are moments where one of you has it worse right <laughs> on some level yeah and and we've certainly gone through those waves ourselves i just don't understand why this time i've never once had that thought of i need you to 
stick needles in your arms to experience uh-huh. what I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was so like. Well, do you think there was part of it that was like because he is your partner, like you, like it's it's kind of like painful to have such a different experience, like an isolating um, experience. Yeah, and that, maybe like, if he had been there or he if he went through the same thing, then you wouldn't feel so alone. Like you could commiserate. Yeah, more, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- yes. I think so. And I, and I think the other problem, at least for me, is that when I get to that place, yeah. it is very hard for me to voice what I do need. Uh-huh. And it's very hard for me to... Can you identify what you need? No. I, I yeah. Like this time around, I was so gone. I just was yeah. like, I can't even tell you what I need. Like I can't yeah. put it into words. Yeah. I can't... I cannot tell you the two things that you could do to make this all better. Yeah. You know, I I, which you suck. I totally get like, that. Though. Which is, again... You know, in hindsight, this totally falls into, like, a bunch of internal things going on with me. Not being able to clearly communicate what you need or even come up with it. It's such a place of anger Mm -hmm. that this comes from. And you're right. It's probably from feeling super isolated on the other side of the world and not having your partner there to go through it. And I know lots of people go through this without partners. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then who do you take it out on? Yeah. Friends, family. You know what I mean? Kids. Like, that's a... that's awful. Yeah. Um, in terms of we all, I mean, awful in the sense that we all are going through this. Yeah. We're all going to hit this at some point. Yeah. I don't know. Do you, do you, is this totally a me thing, listeners? <laughs> <laughs> or do you have something, have you ever had, have you ever, has it ever gotten that bad for you? Have I you mean, ever... I definitely get the like wanting, wanting, wanting my partner to like, get what I'm going through. Yeah. I think we all have that to some extent. Right. We don't want to be alone in our experience. We want somebody to be like, oh, I see what this is. That's hard and I give a yes, shit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like we all want that. Um, but I think my, yeah, and my, I think my issue is just a little different because I just, I don't know if it's my personality or the way I was raised, but I've always been very sort of like I felt like I needed to suffer in order to be okay. Like oh, as a I, person, I have I've had other like, friends like this too. Yeah, yeah I know. Like what you mean. I'm not okay if I'm feeling great and I'm if your life has worked out yeah, and your kids are, are in daycare well. and yeah. everything's fine exactly. the way it should be. <laughs> exactly, it's like not okay. <laughs> like, and um, that is something I struggle with every. day. Day. I mean, just trying to get my head straight about wow. it and trying not to let it get to me. Because it does, if you feel that way, it really is hard to enjoy your life and be happy yeah. because you're constantly feeling like guilty, I guess. Right. Or you're just looking for ways to say, I am suffering. See? Right. You know, and you're finding the ways to suffer. Right. Um, and for me, like, I guess in my relationship, um, it's a little bit more like, um, I see him like having a hard time and I feel really guilty if I'm not. So mm. I don't want, like, I want to like spare him that as much as possible because oh. I feel like it's okay. I can like, I can deal with that pain or that like hard work, whatever, and like mm. spare him that. And that makes me feel relief. That's so interesting. Yeah. That's, that's so... That's a hard 
place to it's live super in. Catholic. It is super Catholic. I know. I was like Southern and Catholic. I, I've heard. I know that. The, um, that's a super weird place to be. And I, I do think, I think, you know, I, I don't even know if there's a third camp, but I bet mm-hmm. that these are sort of the two big camps mm-hmm. that you fall into as a parent. And this can be, you know, the result of relationships with partners or friends or sure. co-worker i mean this applies parents every or, your parents yeah. this really yeah. is applicable to everything oh, yeah. every relationship you have but there is that i'm going to feel guilty camp mm-hmm. i should be working harder suffering more yeah. uh, not getting as much sleep you know should yeah. be, you know all that stuff or the no one has it as bad as me yeah yeah <laughs> those are what two unhappy places I know. to be in let's, Teresa. let's leave those places what, okay. and let's go to the third place what's the third place where we just set ourselves free i will say i gotta tell you let's please let's go to I'm this just place saying something vague well, you always say sure. sometimes you say these great insightful things that i'm like oh thank god Teresa, that's such a good perspective because i don't want i i would like us to Think of a happy place. Come on, come on, Teresa. We yeah. sometimes are able to pull together some sort of spin on this because I would think, think in my this. darkest moments, yeah. I was like looking at old pictures. Again, it's the whole like, what image do you see somewhere that yeah. for some reason makes you think it's real and like livable? Like, you know, walking, yeah. people walking. To- I would go to the store and I swear every mom in Alabama's got minimum three kids. I would go to the store oh, and you see these moms yeah. with like three kids yeah. and everybody looks great. I know. They're mows in their hair and it's combed and like they're in adorable outfits and they're like doing the I store. Want them to teach me. I'm like, what are you? <laughs> you have three of them. Yeah. How'd that even happen? Yeah. And like, and they're really close in age. Yeah. You guys are all physically out in public. Yeah. And I'm like, have just Ellis and I'm losing my shit. Yeah. Right? So yeah. like, I feel like, is it just that you have to entirely, I mean, I feel like we're giving up stuff all the time. Yeah. But is it that you just have to totally give it all up and just well, be like, I don't, yeah. We're I, just going to roll We're just going to go. Let's just yeah. roll. You know what? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think the, I think the answers to these two situations might be different. Like, I think they might be different because I know for me, like, my mantra kind of has to be, like, not taking on other people's right. shit. That's yeah. just, like, how I try. Like, that's what I try, you know? I they try will to do gain that. and learn by you stepping back. Maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, yeah. like, I mean, as a mantra of some kind, you know what yeah. I mean? It's the old, like. It's just not. Yeah. And just not. Yeah. Because it doesn't help anyone for me to, like, invent suffering or make my, you know what I mean? <laughs> No. Or to make my own, like, make myself feel bad. Right. Like, that does, that's not it good for help. anyone. So. Right. Well, neither is mine. Yeah, but I yours don't feel is better trickier. being that yours angry. Yours is trickier, though, because, like... And if Stefan um, wasn't so nice, it, yeah, but seriously, that, I mean, like, that's a big thing. Yeah. To have, and at least I can say to him, these are what I'm, this is what I'm thinking about. And yeah. I absolutely know there's nothing you can do to change that right yeah. now. I just have to, like, sort through this. And yeah. I, I do feel that... Part of the answer for me is always being super upfront with him so mm-hmm. he knows to, like, stay clear or step up, like, whatever it is. He he knows it. I'm not just sitting on it and snapping at him. Or at yeah. least I come to being honest with him after a day of snapping at him about everything. But, I mean, like, I was so tired. I didn't even want to speak. No. I just didn't want to talk to anybody. I've totally been in that place. Yeah, where like, you're like, I don't think... have a conversation with me. Don't ask me my opinion. I'm just yeah. like, I don't know. I swear that's all I said yeah. for two days. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> No, I totally, I completely, it's, that feeling is so familiar to yeah. me. I've been there so recently Yeah, that, like, I just, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I think um, the hardest thing is when your partner or 
family or a friend says like what can I do to help yeah. you and you and you do just go like I don't know like yeah. I don't know I really got it and like I think um I think probably when it comes to that when it's that bad yeah. I think probably the best thing for you to do <laughs> is that if that person if somebody really is there asking you that yeah ask them to give you 30 minutes to walk away and yeah. like go be by yourself for 30 minutes yeah. whether it's like take a shower yeah. or go for a walk or just like lay down on your bed. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like you I think you will come up with what you need yeah. by taking that like That's a few minutes. That's interesting cuz you know sometimes I mean? it's like, hard in the in the moment to do hard. it, but if you actually have the walk away time. If you can. I yeah. mean like lots of times you, you need stuff and nobody is there asking you how they can help. Right. So or you're I don't situation- know what you do in that situation. Yeah, like, or you're, you're in a situation suffer. where they're like I'm going to take let me let me yeah. take the kid, let me do whatever, but that doesn't feel like the right answer either. No, no. Which is a really weird place to be in, you know what I mean? Yeah. So That's like, why maybe like a short one. Yeah. Like even just 20 minutes. Like, you know what? I don't know what I need. It might be that I want time with my kid doing yeah. something. Like or it might be, you know, I don't even know what it is, but because I don't know what it is, can I please have 20 minutes? 20 Go take a shower, <laughs> right? And I'll get back to you. Like, yeah, all right. That could be something. So I guess there's not. I, I mean, yeah, like you said, outside of the mantra for you of for that, yeah, that situation of don't. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I don't have to suffer. I mean, I think for you that was just really hard. Like yeah. it's the same. You need all that stuff that you need when you're really depleted. Like you need people telling you you're doing a good job yeah. and people helping you. Yeah. Like I think, and then you need sleep. You yeah. need all of that stuff. Yeah. To uh, feel better. Uh, so there you go, guys. All right. That, that's it. I mean, I think these are just, I think we just wanted to share sort of two sort of worlds that we can sometimes find ourselves in. And I guess, Whichever camp you fall under, yeah, you're doing a good job. Yeah. And try to remember so are the people around you. Yeah. Most of the time. Yes. <laughs> Hi, I'm Julie Sabatier, host of Rendered, a show about making meaning and breaking rules. Tune in to hear how learning to butcher could change your life, why turning to the internet for health advice is sometimes a good idea, and what happens when artists are really honest. I mean, I just, I think of most of my career in music and art as a bunch of failures, you know? So what keeps you going with it, then? <laughs> Check out Rendered now at MaximumFun.org or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week as well as our failures and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. I would love for you to genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius.
This is not an advertisement for Baby Bjorn, but we have the because um, I wish it was. I know. I, I, wish bet, it was. I bet they roll big, big. Bank. I would love to have them as a sponsor. Hey, Baby Bjorn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, we have the Baby Bjorn travel crib, which I, you also have. I hope you guys you up with that. It's it the to best us, thing ever. And we loved it, and yeah. so then when we had Oscar, that was like the one yes. thing we registered for when we had Oscar. Yeah. And it's been awesome, and we use it in the house a lot. Mm. Or we used it a lot in the house when he was a baby. Like, we yeah. used it as, like, the bassinet in our room once he kind of got too big for the little bassinet. And then we also just use it as, like, a playpen yeah. in the kitchen or wherever. You can move it around, blah, blah, blah. And I had it out for so long in our house, like, set up, <sighs> that I lost the, like, carrying case cover, the Impressive. zipper cover. Lost it. Lost wow. It. Completely lost it. Wow. And I, so then when we were kind of, like, ready to not have it out all the time, I had folded it up to get it out of the way, but I couldn't put it all back in the carrying case because I couldn't find the carrying case yeah. anywhere, anywhere. And I spent so long looking for it yeah. to the point where I was like, oh, my God, like, this is such an epic fail. And we had... The like it it fits together really nice in the carrying case it and it takes up no space. But if it's not in the carrying case, right. it looks just like a and big messy blob everywhere. and it's falling apart, you yeah. know. And so that was on the floor of my room for like a month, Ooh. and I was like, it was really bothering me. Yeah. And then I'm like, I gotta find that. I, I know it's here somewhere. I gotta fucking find it. Now we're gonna go away next month, and we need to bring it with us. We're going to a place yeah. where we it, we're not staying at a hotel. We're staying at like a family you know um and we need to have it and we want to have it we're flying we need the fucking carrying case so i was like this is such an epic fail but then i was like why don't i just like look and see if i can get another carrying case (laughs) and i looked online and they don't sell them but i just emailed baby bjorn and the woman wrote me back right away and was like we'll just send you one free of charge what's your address and i gave her my address and they sent it to me and it was there like three days later. Wow. And it's the same care. It's matches. Yeah. It's exactly the same one. It was free. Yeah. It was so fucking easy. Wow. And that's over. And like I even told her it's misplaced in my house. Like I didn't say like <laughs> it, it ripped right. or it got stolen just or like honest. bullshit around. I was like, we had it. So we love it. We had it set up for so long. We just fucking lost. Like it's not- somewhere here. I can't that's find great. it. So, Good yeah. job. Thanks. All right. My genius is so so stupid. Okay. But it, it also falls in the category of gross. I can't, you know, like to people without kids, they might be like, oh. that's gross. Okay. But, okay. So I'm in Alabama. I go out to eat at like barbecue place number one of like 8 million barbecue and sultry places that I go to while I'm home. And there on the table are these, it, it's, it's a hot pepper sauce and it is just cayennes in vinegar. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just my favorite hot sauce. And you cannot get it out here. Oh. You cannot get it. Wow. And I just was like, oh, my God, I forgot how much I love this. And so I remembered the very last day. And, yes, you can go a lot. But, yeah, whatever. I was having a hard time. Yeah. My sleep deprivation. Yeah. I went to the store on the last day or the day before, grabbed a bottle to bring home, mm-hmm. and was thinking, how am I going to pack this in the suitcase? I just rolled it up in a diaper. I just yeah. rolled it up and like even did the like like you would yeah. with a dirty diaper where you slap the straps right. over and make the whole burrito. Because right. why not? That's perfect. Because if That's it gonna breaks, hold it's it going to absorb in. it. And then I yeah. put that in like a plastic bag just yeah. in case. But it was just perfect packing That's material. That's genius. 
It we was. should all be using really? diapers for that, whether our kids are in diapers or not. It was so easy We're to wrap up with liquids. Yeah. It yeah. Was, yep, there you go. You're, yeah. you're welcome, everybody. Good work. It's so Very weird genius. to put something else in a diaper. I guess that's kind of gross. It felt it's, weird to it, me. It, just I, it like, is weird. It's yeah. weird, but it's great. It was great. Good job. Thank you. My eight-month-old twins have been waking up for the past six weeks at 3.30 or 4 in the morning and not going back to sleep, and my husband has been working super long hours. So I've been with them from 3.30 or 4 in the morning all day until they go to bed. And then I basically go to bed at 7.30. And I just got really overwhelmed. And I did what we all say we should do and never actually do, which is I asked for help. I called my mom and said, we need help. And basically, she's going to come for the next two weeks to help us. So hopefully, that'll end up being a genius. Thanks for what you do. Bye. Like where? It's genius. It's genius. It is genius. It is. No matter what. And also, you're suffering more than I suffered. <laughs> Twins. Twins. Both waking up at 3.30. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. I know we always say all the time, everybody's got it awful. But sometimes I think that's not accurate. That's very, that's very hard. <laughs> that is very hard. And good job. And I really hope that your mom was a super help. Yeah. And I just, good job. Yeah. Good job. Failures. Teresa, I would like for you to fail me. Fail, 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 fail! You suck. It's pretty straightforward. I was putting groceries away, <laughs> and one thing you don't want near the ledge of your counter, besides when knives, you have toddlers, <laughs> yeah, besides knives, is a fresh, full carton of eggs. Oh. Um, and also, interesting. it's good to just, like, pay attention, generally, to sure. what's going on in your kitchen when you're there and you have toddlers. Because if you want. You might, at some point, look up from putting away groceries and see that not only have all the eggs fallen <laughs> off the counter, but your kid is just sitting there on the floor yeah. enjoying a game where he's playing with all the broken eggs Sa- on the floor and kind of, like, picking the broken eggs up yeah. and putting them in the little holes and taking them out and you should have read a magazine during that time grace it sounds like a genius let your kids play with raw eggs true (laughs) true i don't know why this wasn't in the genius yeah that that was just stupid what a job yeah thanks not and i say that in the most sarcastic of ways yeah yeah um so mine equally equally dumb (laughs) so i got finally got a steam mop for the house Mm -hmm. super thrilled super clean house Kind of. Um, anyway, so we come home from the trip, and the house smells like absolute assholes. Mm. Okay? It just smells so bad. I couldn't even sleep that night. So I'm like immediately just start power cleaning the house as soon as I walk in the door. So I'm first do the den, and I like steam mop the floor. And I always take the steam mop when I'm done mm-hmm. between rims and leave it in the bathroom because mm-hmm. you know it's wet, it's steamy. Right. Right. Yeah. I didn't. I just left it. In the like on the hardwood floor. Oh, I just left it there. Yeah. And like ten minutes later, I went to go move it, and there's like the perfect, yeah, the perfect steamed, discolored right spot on the floor right. of the of the mat. You know who didn't say a fucking word? My husband. Yeah. Good didn't say job, a word because I know it's there. Yeah. Uh, and I have to figure. And he out. knows you know. He knows I know it's there, and it's like right in the middle. It's like right where oh. you can't like put a rug or something. I'm oh. gonna have to like go restain it or whatever. Oh. Just like I don't know, or crayon. I'm sure I could probably just do crayon. But regardless, so if anybody has any helpful tips on that, let me know. But it was just totally. It was just I was just so burned out and fried. Yeah. And I just was in total 
idiots. Sorry. Mm. That sucks. It did. Hi, I have a double fill. Um, two weeks ago, my husband was putting our three-year-old daughter to bed um, in her underwear, which we don't do. So, of course, I had the foot on and told him how wrong he was and that she couldn't pee to bed. Um, totally barked at him. He didn't mean to. Total accident. So, she got a pull-up on, slept through the night, no accidents, everything was great. Um, fast forward to last week, and my husband was gone, and I was home with our three kids alone, and I was getting everybody to bed, and I put the three-year-old down and put the seven-year-old down, and my husband came home. The last one went to sleep, and then I went to sleep, um, woke up in the middle of the night to the three-year-old waking up wet and angry in her bed. Um, to my husband's credit, I got up and I went into the bed, the bedroom and he was standing over our three-year-old and helping her change and stripping her sheets. And he did not say one word to me about it being my fault or messing up um, for getting to put her in a pull-up. Instead, he just said, oh, she went to bed in her underwear. Completely neutral statement, which I myself would not have chose. Um, I would have blamed him, of course. So I failed him in that respect um, that I totally um, yelled at him the week prior. And I failed my daughter um, by putting her to bed in her underwear. Um, she woke up wet. And then just now realizing a third fail came out of this because that was her only set of sheets for her new bed. Um, and in the middle of the night, we had to put random weird ill-fitting sheets on her bed um, just so she could go back to sleep. So, um, triple fill. Thanks. Bye. Oh, yeah. Moms aren't really hitting it out of the park this week, are we? <laughs> you know what, though? That's a compliment your partner. I know. Like, I yeah. think it's, I mean, you do suck. Yo, but, like, you suck. You totally screwed up. You do suck. Don't but, worry. Like, I think it really, it's clear that, like, you're really complimenting your partner yeah. on, like, being a good partner. And that he did yeah, a good job. And, that's right. You so, know? Let's still don't let's don't let the compliment your partner distract from the fact that you're doing a horrible job. Yeah, that so, sucks. All right, that does suck. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. Teresa, yes. Let's call a mom. We haven't called a mom in, in forever, like forever either. I know. Yeah. Let's never take vacations again. I know. They clearly turned out really relaxing and great. <laughs> okay. Today we are calling Kimmy Gatewood, who is a writer, director, producer, performer, best known as one third of the acclaimed musical comedy trio, The Apple Sisters. She's also an actress uh, who has been seen on. Conan O'Brien, Comedy Bang Bang, Jersey Boys, Bad Judge, Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23, I Could Keep Going, Paul F. Thompson's show, more and more and more. She is a writer and producer for Awesomeness TV and is currently working on her mom's sketch series known as The Milk Factory, which is a totally awesome name. Welcome. <laughs> I don't have enough on my plate, Kimmy Gatewood. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'm just here um, bungee jumping. I'm out of my own. 
home. You're cooking at the same time and breastfeeding while bungee jumping and uh, helping (laughs) feed a small country. (laughs) That's right, guys. Just call it an average day. (laughs) That's good because, you know, I find that, like, when you have a new little baby, Mm -hmm. that's really the best time to take on like a lot oh, of yeah. new projects. That's right. Because you're just, you're, you know, you have the adrenaline going already. <laughs> That's right. And babies, they're easy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Before we derail too much, let's get to know you a little bit and ask you, okay. who lives in your house? Uh, my husband, Matt. Also his handlebar mustache. Right. And <laughs> my daughter, Lottie, who is five months we're just over five months. I'm not used to this baby counting <laughs> I will say that is very true. There is something like I think the world falls into two camps: using like months uh-huh. or just being like under a year over. I'm the more like I don't know, it's a year and a half, something like that. <laughs> yeah. He's not two yet, and then yeah. other oh, people are like a track the month. Yeah, yeah. You're, Teresa's is a monther. Yeah, I'm a monther. Yeah. Well, we're gonna see where you fall, Kimmy Gatewood, as we as we progress. <laughs> Uh, so, I try so hard to be a monster. <laughs> I try so hard. Uh, well, all right. You've got a five and a half month old. Yeah. How? Mm-hmm. How? how uh, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, my life is a nightmare. Um, <laughs> I live in constant panic. No, well, I feel like in the beginning there was I was sweat so much all the time, <laughs> and I was like, "Am I nervous all the time? Am I?" like panicking that I'm going to like do something wrong or is it just hormones? And I think I'm, it was somewhere in between, but <laughs> I mean, she's not, it's really great actually. And I will not take full credit because I have help. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I want to get into the help in a little bit, but um, yeah, I wanted to talk. Well, all right, we'll just get into it. So, you, one of the things that we talked about on the show early on in our show is how mm-hmm. Facebook and a lot of online stuff, like seeing pictures of people with their children, uh, yeah. can lead one to believe that they're doing a lot more and are doing a better job than you are doing. Yeah. Uh, and like, it doesn't matter if that's true or not. It can definitely give but I'm like, you, this baby is five and a half months old and I have seen you online and you seem to be working a great deal. And I don't know if that's accurate or if just you've got a really good, you know, online PR group for yourself, uh, making you look very busy. But I do wonder before we necessarily get into how you're making it work. As an actress and as a writer and like being in this particular field, did you did you take a break? Did you feel like you could take a break? Did you want to take a break? Or were you just like, I love this so much. I'm going to just not keep going. I mean, I don't know what 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 was really going on these last five and a half months. And it's OK to say I fucking been nailing it. That's also OK to say. <laughs> well, the, like I. The deal I had with my husband was that, like, I really wanted to be able to continue to work. And, like, I didn't want to lose my identity as a person. And I was so terrified. Like, it it stopped us from having kids for a long time, you know? And then, so we had this negotiation. I was like, you know what? It's okay. I'll be all right. I'll stick to my guns. Like, we'll make it work. And, like, I got, I went in my first audition for pilot season five weeks after the baby, which I will say was a mistake. <laughs> was not a good thing. I was like, I am fine. Like, I'm bleeding profusely through my cooter. Like, 
<laughs> I'm wearing the most gigantic pads, and I think I look good, and I look back, and I don't look good. <laughs> that was a mistake. Um, but so I, but but I did get a phone call about a month after having the baby. Oh God, there's so many things I did, so many dumb things that I really thought I was fine. I got. Except, well, I got an interview for this AFI Women's Directors Workshop, which I finished the application right before I gave birth, and then I found out I got an interview. And uh, so I went in for that on Oscar Sunday, and I was like, hi, guys, I can't wait to talk about my creative thoughts about movies. And like, for sure, I talked about the internet for about um, 15 minutes, and it was so funny. So, like, the pictures basically are representing, they're like, I'm... My online persona is, please give me attention because I feel like I'm crumbling. (laughs) Well, so how are you? How? Okay. So clearly you made some horrible decisions at the beginning. Yeah. But you know what? It's funny. We were actually talking about this at the beginning of the show. Well, I mean, before the show, I think we all right before the baby comes, like you make agreements and you make arrangements and you think nothing's going to be like that big. Yeah, I'll be fine. Of course I can go do X, Y, and Z. I'll I'll answer those emails. It's not going to be a big deal. I can totally do that spreadsheet. At first the baby sleeps all the time, Yeah, baby sleeps. It's not a big deal. (laughs) Right. Um, It's baby. Let's totally go to a five-star restaurant together, guys, or travel to New Orleans for a family reunion. Like, it's not a problem. So, that actually, I think that's actually pretty normal. We all make really... And that, I think also that perception of time is really different, like, before you have the baby, where you think, like, well, five weeks in, that's, like, five weeks away. Yeah. Really long. (laughs) I will have, like, lost my baby weight. I will have, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'll be, like, it'll be, I will be totally done with, like, having the baby. Yeah. But then, like, all of a sudden, you have the baby and you blink and it's five weeks. Like, and you're like, what? I I have have a newborn. I I don't know what's going on. I don't want to put pants on yet. No, it's a nightmare. <laughs> this is a total nightmare. All right, so okay, you had a you said a key word earlier. You said yeah. you got help. So yeah. mm-hmm. what does that mean? That means that I have a nanny share with a friend of mine who's a writer on um, a, a TV show, and we were like, well, her husband's an actor, and like her, her husband and I are kind of available. <laughs> Do you hear? Her? Yeah. Um, <laughs> The, uh, so we wanted to be able to, you know, have help to do stuff, but also be able to go on auditions, like, because they, they come up the day before. Yeah, so. super unpredictable. So, yeah, so, um, yeah, basically I have someone helping me out three, two to three days a week. We just alternate. And then if something comes up, like if I have to do Conan or something, I can just drop Lottie off at their house and, uh, she'll watch the baby. Wow. Nice. So That's so great. It's like, I figured it out. Well, but it's okay. So we were talking about figuring it out earlier as well today. And, like, do you feel, do you ever, like, sometimes we have these pre-programmed, like, things in our head about, like, guilt. You're a mom now, so enjoy 18 new types of guilt. Um, (laughs) But, like, I think that, like, especially, like, Teresa was talking at the beginning of the show about how she recently has been getting a lot of, like, you leave your kids in daycare that long? That's a little early for daycare. They stay that oh, long. Like, God. all that kind of stuff. Oh, and, God. And, and one of the things that she's wrestling with is that she's totally happy with her decision, but somehow she feels guilty that she's figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, yeah, that, I'm, that I'm, like, happy with my Yeah. Son. Like, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Have you dealt with any, like, I mean, like, 
it, it just seems like you are, in fact, you have officially nailed it for this particular portion of, ch- of child rearing. Do you, <laughs> are you, are you, do you feel like you're nailing it? Do you feel like you're doing a good job? Or, or is there something weird? Are you like, oh, I have a nanny. I have a nanny. Like, I don't want to tell anybody. But I share, but I share, I share I with share. somebody else. There's sh- another family we yeah. share with. It's not, I certainly didn't have a nanny, everybody. I'm not figuring it out. Um... <laughs> Is there, or or are you just totally well balanced and yeah. not Teresa or I? Yeah, and don't give a shit what anybody says. I mean, there's always. I'm never not going to give a shit about what anyone says. You know what I mean? I'm uh, I'm an actor. I'm like, oh my god, please love me. Oh my god, love me. You know. Um, but uh, yeah, no. I mean, uh, like, I guess I haven't run into too many people, but I I feel like I I'm totally crushing this part, and I'm totally concerned about the next part now already you know <laughs> i'm like i figured this out oh no we're screwed but yeah I, there is an element of like are people gonna think i'm like super rich because i have a nanny yeah, that's, that's, weird. Like, that's, yeah. a, that's a big one yeah yeah it's so it's so weird i think i wonder if that's because i know that i had a very different experience having had katie bell in new york and i don't think i'd ever been oh, exposed God. to the world of nannies uh, in Alabama, yeah. for sure. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you just left <laughs> your kids at other neighbors' houses and stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel a, like it is a, a New York and L.A. A New York and L.A. thing where yeah. there's a big stigma that's associated with the word nanny. Like, oh, I was going to say the opposite. Oh, like, really? I feel like people in New York and L.A. just get it. That, like, lots yeah, that of people have, have nannies, nannies yeah. and use babysitters. Yeah. And that's just, like, something we do. That's, like, yeah. And I'm more self-conscious about people not, like, not from those places like yeah, being, I don't know. We got to do a show on yeah. nannies at some yeah, point in time do. and totally spout a bunch of stuff that yeah. makes no sense. Yeah, uh, and it's like <laughs> degrading to everybody and involved. totally stereotypical. <laughs> yeah, to well, people who we don't understand. That's right. Um, <laughs> again, like, no, it's, it's uh, the thing is, it's like for the first couple before I had her, I was trying to get people to babysit, like if I had an audition or something, and then I felt like horribly guilty. I'm like, why am I imposing this newborn baby yeah. onto somebody else? I'd rather just pay someone to watch the baby, to be there, so I don't have to make a thousand phone calls every day. Like, I need you to watch it for three to five. Yeah. Now it's two to five. No, it's like, it's, it's like the best. And, and we don't have any family around here, so it's not yeah. like I can just drop off. I yeah. No, it's exactly it, right. <laughs> okay, well, uh, then, you, yeah. you had mentioned, you said this super cute thing about not wanting your life to change or your identity to change. <laughs> Um, Guys, I know. I know. No, no, it's fine. No, I guess that is that is the whole purpose of the show came out of that for me. Yeah. Um spending three years sitting around being like fighting it hundred percent. Um (laughs) surprise, you can't fight it. But uh but here's something I want to talk a little bit about uh the you had a child, your life has in fact changed, but you seem to be using at least part of it uh, in a constructive way. Um, and that's with the sketch show. I mean, you've got a comedy background, spe- specifically a sketch background. Um, and I do think a lot of us uh, with that type of background have a kid and you're like, I'm going to totally turn this into comedy gold. And then we sleep for eight weeks. Um, or, or, you know, like whatever. Um, hence the show not coming about until Katie Bell was like four. Uh, but uh, I do think... But the the what, tell us a little bit about Milk Factory and you know what you're what you're hoping to do with it. Well, so this came about um, when 
like I had Blotty for a month and somebody called and said, we're starting this new mom channel. So I had kind of pitched myself as a consultant because I was like, I'm like, I don't want to, what am I a crazy person? Like, I don't want to do this. And I do, but I don't. And they didn't know what they wanted yet. So I'd kind of thrown out some ideas and stuff. And I was like, I don't really want to do like angry mom humor. Like yeah. I'm bitter and mad that I'm a mom, you know, right. like, um, I wanted to do like celebratory, silly, fun stuff. And and uh, I did this video nesting like a motherfucker when I was pregnant. Um, and I said, I'd be interested in doing comedy if it was something like this. But if it's like like too overly like precious about being a mother or just like, fuck this shit, you yeah. know, like babies are the worst, you know, right. I would not be interested in doing it. So then they called a few weeks later and they're like, do you want to do like 12 episodes of this? Guess what? You can do whatever you want. And I was like, wait, what? What I've been waiting for my entire career? <laughs> to my lap? when I have a baby. Right, right. Isn't that funny? It's so crazy. I mean, she was a little tiny baby. So the first time, so then I started uh, writing and the first song I wrote, well, the milk factory came because I felt like I was just like a factory of milk and that's like, I'd be like, I love you, Lottie. And then she'd be like, you know, down to my boob or whatever. <laughs> like the dive for gold or whatever. Right. Um, so the the first music video is called The Milk Factory, and then um, it's just, it's sketches, like, it's it's weird, Biz, you, you totally understand, Teresa, I'm getting the vibe that you would totally understand. <laughs> um, it's like, uh, like, one of the parodies I do is, if a tired new mom was in Pulp Fiction playing the Samuel L. Jackson character, so I play, <laughs> I, I play... I play Samuel L. Jackson as a tired new mom. Too. <laughs> <laughs> it's so silly. That is hilarious. It's amazing. That's kind of that's actually that's that is actually hilarious to put tired new moms yeah. in like I could think of like ten other scenarios yeah. to put tired new moms. Yeah. I would watch a whole series yeah. of tired, tired the character moms. tired yeah. new mom. Like you're gonna need a bigger boat. Like you're gonna like whatever. Yeah. That would be, that is hilarious, Kimmy. That's fucking you. great. So, yeah, and then, and then like, those those music videos and then just slice of life stuff, like, the things that I would do, like, the baby, we ca I called it zombie or um, guppy when she wouldn't latch on. She'd just be, like, at my nipple going, like, ah, 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 you know? <laughs> so I just did a, a, a sketch about, like, trying to get the baby to latch, like, the series of things that you do, you know? <laughs> A lot of that, guys. You're welcome. <laughs> well, no, actually, I think it's a really great idea. No yeah. one ever puts it. I mean, I, that those are the the two the two initial scenarios that you said you didn't want to do is pretty much the only options we get. Yeah. You know, it's either you're super precious or you fucking hate your kids. Yeah, and like both yeah. are both are lies. I yeah. mean, both are just not. I mean, you may go to different degrees with that, but there you're never given the option of the thing in the middle where you're like, eh, just I'm just tired. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of this feels ridiculous. Yeah, this is this is hard, and I also love them. Yeah. and it's you know that's just we're just here. You know, like it, that's yeah. A, that's I mean, listen, I did not expect to be so like I'm. I, like I love having a kid. I love it. Don't tell myself that six months ago mm. because right. I was sure I would hate it. But I love it, and I'm like, when's the next one, guys? This is great. <laughs> <laughs> well, do it now. Do it now. Do it Just now. Kidding. <laughs> and get ready for people to tell you that all the time. <laughs> uh, well, Kimmy, this was such a pleasure to talk to you. 
And uh, we're going to, you're going to, everybody's going to get to hear a little bit of nesting like a motherfucker uh, as we outro our interview here. But you know what? Sounds like you are doing a really great job and you're nailing it. So good job. Oh, thanks, guys. You're nailing it, too. I, 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 love, I love the show. Well, thank you <laughs> thank so much. You. And uh, we look forward to the first uh, Milk Factory episodes coming out, and we'll link everybody up to that when they do. And uh, I don't know. Enjoy your baby. Yeah. Enjoy <laughs> thanks, every moment. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Well, that was fun. Yeah. That was, I'm, I'm now only going to think of tired new mom yeah. in various scenarios. Yeah, it's a great one. I also Very really, entertaining. here's the thing that we don't always do on this show because of our own personal experiences and this being our show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is, I really like hearing, I take it back to that caller we had like early on after our breastfeeding episode and she called and she was like, hey guys, just wanted to say sometimes breastfeeding is in fact really easy and great right yeah. off the bat. Yeah. And, and you know what? And it is. And I really liked hearing her say, She's enjoying, you know, her baby, and they figured out a way to make it work, and she made some mistakes, but, like, right now, in this moment, in this moment in time, Mm -hmm. it's all working well, and they're happy with the decisions they've made with care for their children and pursuing their career. Mm -hmm. I think we talk a lot about work-life balance feeling really hard, and it's not like that doesn't come up for us at different times, but there are moments in time where we are able to put ourselves first but that doesn't necessarily hinder where our children and family are i you know like all those things can balance out on some level and we also rarely talk to people who are like i really wanted to just stay in my career and stay active whatever that career is the moment i have my kid Mm -hmm. you know i don't want to I, I don't want to run into that question. And the only way I cannot run into that question is to just go gung-ho just keep for it. Going. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. And that certainly wasn't my experience, Yeah. just given how everything worked out for me. And yeah. I, it, but that doesn't mean that's not the right experience for somebody else. And I love hearing it. Yeah. I really love hearing it, and I really find it inspiring. And so, you know, we say good job to everybody, but I do feel like we should maybe specifically say, because we don't always, good job to all you guys who just fucking knew what they wanted to keep doing right after that baby and are doing it and making it work. Yeah, good job, guys. Good fucking job. And Uh, also, good job if that didn't happen for you. Yeah, no, but that's exactly right. You'll Eventually, we sort it out. I mean, I think we all agree that... You have the kid, and you're not coming out the same afterwards. Right. But you are going to come out of it. And everybody takes their own time to get there. And it's just about changing the story from trying to get back to what you were to getting excited about who you're going to be. Totally. You're still you. You're just, you can't anticipate how you're going to be changed by the experience. That's right. Beautiful butterfly, everybody. Yep. Or, like me, deep-seated anger. (laughs) Sorry. Moth. Gray moth. Is that Brownish. the light? Brownish. Is that the light? Are my wings scaring flap, you? Flap, flap. Flap, thud, flap. Thud. I want you to suffer, flap, flap, just like I do, flap, it's, flap. It's the moth of suffering. <laughs> it's the suffering moth. Oh, that's on that, on that great, on that great note, mm-hmm. uh, why don't we... 
keep it real, and listen to a mom have a breakdown. Hi, my godmother. I'm calling in with a rant. And I think this is going to be kind of a big deal because I think I might be your first stepmother caller. <sighs> Let me tell you, it has just been a tough month. I love my son so much. He's such a good, good kid. has a very kind and generous heart. And my world just wouldn't be the same without him. But boy, has he been a pill this past month. It's just so hard. He's been so irritable. He's right in that preteen stage where you're an idiot in everything you say or do is just stupid. And he's just, yeah. He's hard to talk to, and he's getting in trouble at school. But he had a good run there, and he was just getting done for being grounded. So his father and I decided, like three days ago, that we were going to buy tickets and take him to a movie that he really wanted to see on the opening night. So we went, we bought the tickets, uh, and then went... We told him about him the next day, told him how excited we were to take him to the movie and how it was going to be a fun family evening. And then I get a call from school. He has yelled at the teachers and cussed her out. So here I am driving back to the movie theater to return the tickets. And I'm just so frustrated. I'm so frustrated with him. And to be honest, I'm just tired, you know. I needed that movie night. I needed that fun night with my family. (sighs) Okay, bye. Oh, mama. Yeah. I am really sorry. That is so... That is really hard. Yeah. And I, I want to say, first off, what a great job you're doing because to, like, to have to get that news after buying a ticket and to know that you still can't take it. And, you know, there yeah. has to be a consequence. Yep. And it would have been really easy to be like, fuck it. It'll be a different consequence. Yeah. You know? And, again, and I, mean, I really need this. Yeah. Or, and I yeah. don't know. I mean, maybe it's the right call. Maybe it's not. But I, my gut says yeah. it's the right call at the moment to make. And yeah. you made it. Yeah. And that preteen area, I, I just, we all forget. Yeah. What a shitty time it is as a kid to have all these things happening to you out of control. Your peers are starting to make you nuts. Like, who knows what's going on in his world that's making him behave this way. And you're doing a great job. And I know you guys are going to sort that out. But I think people always forget... It's like, well, you're the mom. You're just supposed to take the horrible attitude. Yeah. You're supposed to take him being, like, mean to you and rude to you and telling you to shut up or whatever. You know what I mean? Like... I go back so often to, like, say, my mother waving at some friend of my sister's, like, at a 
you know, drive through. And I was like, Mom, stop. You're embarrassing me. And she turned around and she was just like, I mean, I it was such a stupid thing for me to say, but totally normal as a 14-year-old. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'll say hello to whoever I want to. I mean, but I, mm-hmm. I, I now know like yeah. what an asshole thing that was to yeah. say to her. It probably yeah. made her feel old. It yeah. made her feel uncool. It made her feel all these things yeah. that were totally valid to her. Yeah. But that I can only see her as this punching bag. Right. Right? As this yeah. thing, as this mom thing. Yeah. So this is really hard what you're going through. And I, you know, I there have got to be, and I'm sure you've already learned, I mean, there's got to be resources out there to help you kind of navigate this new territory. Because that preteen, it's like, it just jumps from my sweet baby to this person I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then, it, and then it progresses from there. But that's a really hard window. And you're the stepmom, so I'm sure you've got all these other issues in your head about. I, I, and I, I just, you're doing a really good job. That is a shit show situation that you are in. And it's so obvious how much you love I your know. son, and it's obvious to him. Yes. I can tell just by listening to you yeah. how much you love him, and that is awesome yeah and it's gonna be okay because of that yeah i wonder sometimes if during that phase all you can do is just tell them you love them every night and hope that it sticks yeah. you know because like as a baby I just, yeah there's nothing you can do katie bell that'll make me stop loving you and i just say yeah. it and I, I remember my mother just said it to me every single fucking day yeah and still does yeah and there were days i wanted to hear it and there were days that i didn't but yeah. it clearly had some sort of positive effect so yeah. just to hang in there yeah you're, you're doing great you're doing good i'm sorry mama yeah what did we learn today, Teresa? Biz may need to go back to therapy to sort a few things out mm-hmm. or at least be more aware of them and accept that it's also okay to get to that really dark, uh, hate-filled place mm-hmm. towards ones I love. <laughs> um, and, Teresa, uh, I just have never felt like you, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, you feel guilty. Yeah. What is that? What is going on is, inside that that's head? Crazy. Um, no, but I do think it's. But yes, it is totally valid. And I just again, the takeaway for that is stop it. Yeah. Both of us. The takeaway for we both, both of us need to is stop. Yeah. Stop it. Just stop it. Both of us. Yeah. Take a nap. Take take a lap. Take, take a, a lap. Nap. And take, a nap. <laughs> take a lap and take a nap. Um, that I really think that's it. <laughs> both of us need to fucking mom up and stop this shit. It's not helping us, and it's not helping the people around us. Uh, but it felt good to talk about it on the show. Don't forget to join us on our Facebook group, our Facebook page, one private, one public. The one you have to ask permission to join is the private one, everybody. If you don't have to ask permission, careful what you post. Um, but we love seeing you on both places. You can follow us on Twitter at One Bad Mothers. Uh, and Teresa is at Teresa Thorne, and I am at Biz Ellis. And... Teresa, yes, you are doing a very good job. Thank you. So are you. Thank you. It is nice to be back. Uh, and everybody out there, you are doing a really good job, and we know it. Yeah, you guys are really doing an awesome job. Exactly. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues.
Got a low down mama blues, got a low down mama blues, you know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. If you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show, then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, got low down mama blues. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, got low down mama blues. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.